Hi, dolls. I'm thrilled to have you along for my next project, the So My Mom's a Therapist podcast. I'm actually going to be listening to your questions. So send me your questions in a voice memo to my email address, so my mom's a therapist podcast at gmail.com. Each week, I'm going to be answering those questions along with my TikTok buddy and producer, Andrew. And while you're at it, a great way for you to support this podcast is to rate, review, and subscribe. That helps us grow and reach more people, and it only takes a few seconds. Thank you for listening, and we're so grateful that you're here. All right, Lisa, so episode nine, can you believe it? It's been nine episodes. I cannot. I cannot. I'm like mid-glossing. Hold on a sec. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want me to start over? No, I loved it. I love it. Let's not start over. I just okay. say leave it. <laughs> I know. I can't believe we're nine in. It's crazy. It feels like we just started. And also it feels like we've been doing it for so long. I know. And we've like doubled. <laughs> At the same time. We've doubled and like already yeah. doubled in how in, in our listeners too. And love that, just love that you guys are on this journey with Andrew and I. I mean, and the questions we're getting are so good and and so thoughtful and and so concise and complicated, and I love it. Yeah, I really feel like I'm, I mean, I think the comments that we keep getting that like just make me want to keep doing this and make me want to keep doing this particularly with you is this sense of like people saying like, this is so helpful or um, this makes me feel like I'm not alone or like, okay, it makes, I mean, just this week I got over a dozen uh, comments in videos and from the podcast that were saying, like, this makes me want to go out and try dating again. Oh, my gosh. Like, I love that. Like, that, like, yes. Or even the sense of, like, you know, it made me go out and want to see a therapist. It made me want to go out and look at dating differently and how I do di- life differently. And that, that to me, is, like, the best, the best, like, payout of, the, of all of this, you know. Yeah. And I think it's so hard to date right now. Like, for young people specifically, it's, I mean, at any age. But I think we have been raised and conditioned to not really communicate. I mean, to communicate electronically is what we've been raised to do. So it's just the fact that we're now coming out of this, you know, hopefully coming out of this pandemic with a little bit more understanding of ourselves. And then, you know, trying to put that into practice, I think is the struggle that a lot of young people are having. I agreed. And maybe even shifting it to like, well, whether we come out of this pandemic or not, this is what we have. This is where exactly. we are. And how do we, how do we make the most of it? Um, and really like this, you're like what you're speaking of too, is saying, okay, looking at dating and what dating culture is now and dating apps now. And how do we, it's all, cause I hear a lot of like, damned if we do, damned if we don't. I'm, if I, if I'm not into a relationship, it feels safe, but I want to be, but then I get in and it's like, if somebody's if somebody's good, and now I'm questioning if somebody's nice, and like just just this sense of how do I get a groundedness as I date? How do I get a groundedness as I get back out there? And how do I do that given COVID and our world and understand? I mean, there's so many factors, and I think I think that's why we could talk almost endlessly about this, Andrew, is because it's complex. It, it's complex. It, it's not it's not simple. Yeah. And I think, you know, there's no one answer, like we've said so many times. And it's not like we're going to say something that's going to like, totally change, you know, a person's life. But I think it's about opening yourself up to other ways of thinking. Yes, I love it. I love it. But before we jump in, we we jumped right into like what you and I love to talk about for fun. But how, how are you doing? I know you moved this week. How How's life going for you? 
buddy. Yeah, so I moved um, in with Carlos in Brooklyn, and you know that's I, I mean moving in the snow like that it should be oh my gosh. Like, illegal. <laughs> um, it was awful. <laughs> But now we're, you know, getting settled and, and everything's great. And I'm actually in my own office space here, which is amazing. So going to be new sort of recording setup. Um, but yeah, it's been great. I just, you know, like I've said many times, the, the winter here is what's been draining me for so long. So I'm, I'm envious of you Californians on the other side. Yeah, then I, I, I will try not to tell you it was 80 degrees and I was at the beach and golfing <laughs> this weekend. <laughs> oh, my God. How was that? How was your weekend? Yeah, you know, it was it was good. I mean, I can't complain when it's, you know, 80 degrees outside and I'm, you know, running around the beach or, you know, playing golf. That was – it was really nice. It, it really yeah. was. And um, But at the same time, my dad's funeral next is next weekend and, um, you know, it just gives me a lot to think about. And, you know, when you have – when you're one of five kids and everyone's – sending pictures as we're putting slideshows together. I mean, you know, it's just a lot of memories and a lot of thoughts that, that go with that. But, um, yeah. you know, overall, I, I can't I can't complain. But I do want to share one thing because I just think – I think people – you know, I, I showed up for a um, 10, 10 a.m. Uh, hair appointment this morning um, to get, a, you know, colors and to get my extensions moved up. I'm very open to be like, this is not all, this is the length of my hair. It is not all my hair. I lost a lot of hair when I had radiation a few years back. So I'm always very, very vocal about, oh, we all get help. I'm like, I'm, I'm all for help. Let's maintenance work help. I'm, I love it. But you know, I showed up this morning, was sitting there and then there girls like, oh, who are you waiting for? And I told her, and like, I'm waiting there for a half hour. And then like, I check my phone and realize, oh my gosh, she never, she never confirmed. And so like, I'm sitting there like, and showed up for an appointment that didn't even exist. Right. And then of course, of all the times I was letting one of my kids borrow my car because their car is in the shop. And so, you know, I, I had to walk to work. So there I was with my, with my gray oh my roots, God. schlepping, <laughs> schlepping it to work. <laughs> and, you know, I think, you know, we just have those days where like, things we don't remember everything we're not get, we're not going to get it perfect we're going to we're going to blow it we're, we're going to miss appointments we're going to make if you live you make mistakes and i think the more grace we it, it, so this was one of those mornings you know i left the laptop cord at home and i still got gray roots and it's just one of those that we just speak oh, okay it's just one of those days i have to have a lot of grace for myself because we do we get overwhelmed we get distracted and um this day did not start out as as i planned you know and that's part of life Exactly. It's it's just all moving in the snow, I guess. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Although I don't I don't know. You you moving in the snow, I think that, that takes the cake. But before we jump into questions though, I want to yeah. do a shout out. And this is a shout out to Monday Swim, if you can see that in the video. Um uh, I just got a bikini. I got a couple of them in the mail, bathing suits. Um, no, they're not paying me for this. Um, I think that we need to do this more. If there's companies that we love that have either been wonderful to work with or like we really like them or we like their products, why not? Why not do it without? No, I'm not even getting, I'm not even getting a, a free product for talking about this right now. I mean, we just, there's certain companies that we like. I did a video for them. It was wonderful. I love the, the exchange there. It was great. But, you know, I really like them. And then that got me thinking, Andrew, because I really like this company. And um, they were really sweet to work with. And I loved uh, Kehlani over there. It was wonderful. Um, I would love to do a little promo. What do you think? 
Yeah, like a little giveaway, right? Yeah, yeah. I was thinking because we, we are new to Instagram, we're baby, and because we're trying to grow our Instagram platform, which, you know, sometimes I'll put things on my stories and you've got stuff going on the reel there, Andrew. Like, I was thinking about if people go on and mention us in their story and go on and follow Monday Swimwear um, that we will do by the end of end of February, we'll pick one and, you know, do a, do a free, like a, they can pick an item from, one item from Monday Swimwear. What do you think? Yeah, I love that. Okay. I, I just think we need to just be more balanced. It's not just about what you can get out of something. I'm not getting anything out of this, I swear. But I just really think we need to support one another. Yeah, and I think, you know, it's also important to make sure that everybody uh, tags us in those stories as well so that we can see them. And you could post any episode, right? Yeah, yeah. You can have? you okay. can save a TikTok video and you could tag us on your Instagram and with that video, that would be awesome. But um, really just trying to switch over to grow that platform um, as well and like benefit people that we like along the way that really that have supported us along the way. So definitely. So anyways, and I'm all for, you know, being out here in California, I'm all for a good bikini. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. You ready all to right, jump so in? Let's get into some questions. Yeah, all right. I'm ready. Hi, my name is Daniel from Mexico. I am one of your biggest fans from outside of the U.S., so I want to ask you a question. Let me give you some context. I started dating a guy from, uh, from, I don't know if it was Bumble or Tinder, and we got a match. We start talking all the time, like always, but the first month we don't see each other. Then the next month we were like dating, he started like going so fast. I, for me, it's like impressive because I always be like, I don't want any relationship. I go away from the relationship because I get scared about it. But this guy told me how, how precious I am, how the value of, of my feelings, all the, how can I explain it? The whole picture were there. And I was like, oh, I love it. But then I start feeling like so much fear about it because I was like, I'm so fucking scared. I want to cry. I want to go away because I don't know how can I can explain it because I was so scared. I so touched myself because. I really love him. I still fall in love with him. But it is like, help me. You know? And I am putting all the things to get back to my single life. But I, I am trapped between going to a relationship with a great man and going back when I am so safe from everyone because I have a lot of friends, I can go out, I am happy, but it is a trauma response because my previous relationship were not that happy. And like, you were like, I know where the story goes and I don't even like the ending. So what will I do? Oh, could you, I just oh, love this doll. I could just hear the emotion in his voice, you know. 
Um, can we like do this in sit down form? I just want to hug everyone. I say it every time. I know you guys are probably sick of me saying it, but like I just, it's hard to hear their voice and not like, not like give them a big, uh, a big hug. Man, I so have so much compassion because you could hear Andrew. Could you hear his desire? His desire was to be loved and to love somebody. Like that's what he's longing for. Like, and I so, like. Like, doll, I just want that for you. I'm just going to speak right to you, and I want that for you, and I believe that for you. I really do. I believe that for you. Let me see if I can help with some some encouragement or advice that can help us get there. You are you are dead right. It is a trauma response to your body. And I've used the analogy. I think I used it actually on our last podcast, so I won't bring it. I won't, you know, really go into it again, but it's, it's, it is that jumping in the deep end too quickly and your nervous system is just flooded. You know, a few things I noticed too, you, you, it sounds like you guys talked for a month is what I heard before you ever met time and you never spent time in person. And, and that, that there's no right or wrongs. We just want to, we just want to look and say, okay, what can we learn as we go? That's when we talk with somebody without spending physical time, we grow part of the relationship. We can grow the relationship emotionally, but the physical part of the relationship is, is it's not there. And, and it also, when you're not seeing somebody in person, it leaves space for you to fill in for the person rather than the actual person right, himself. Right. And we almost want to, not in a rigid kind of way, but look at the emotional mental and the physical, physical time together, physical intimacy, intimacy. We want to grow all those parts. But notice part of that group, part of that relationship grew and part of it did not. And so all of a sudden you have no time together, but you have all the emotions and the feelings that grow over talking to somebody for a month. And if we can, what we want to try to do is kind of hold back and have them all grow together right? I, I get, I just want to say, I get why your body's reacting the way it does. If anything, I want you to hear that is, you're normal. That makes so much sense to me. If you've been hurt, when you jump into something so quick or somebody wants to run serious real fast, eat, real fast, even though cognitively you desire that. Your brain's like, yes, we want that. Yes, we want to fall in love. But our nervous system's like, fuck no, like hell no, because it needs the time in order to build trust, to believe it. All those wonderful things that he says to you, all those wonderful things he said to you without time, those feel dangerous. I'm going to say that again. Somebody can say all the most amazing, wonderful things for you with you. I want to spend my life with you. You're so precious to me. I adore you. I admire you. All of that can feel very dangerous or unsafe without time and actions behind it. That's key. That's key. That's where we could say to our body, oh, yes, we like to hear all those things. Oh, yes, we want to believe all those things. But if we just dive into that, like notice that if you could see my body, if those of you that are not watching the video, I'm literally like leaning in and like pouring as if I'm pouring out of my heart, pouring out of my chest. It says, if you try to dive into that, that will feel scary because time is what is needed. Watching with your eyes to see, do their actions match their words consistently? Do their word, actions match their words consistently over time because that's what's going to make you actually start to believe those words and that it won't come back to bite you, bite you in the ass. And when we've had experience from past relationships where it didn't turn out well, especially with those, which most of us have had, your nervous system's like, don't do it. Don't do it. Remember, and it's not trying to hurt you. It's not, I, I kind of want to come up with a new word, Andrew, instead of self-sabotage. I get what it's doing, but it almost makes us sound like we're mean to ourselves. 
And believe it or not, when we self-sabotage, it's not trying to, 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 to assault you. It's not trying to go after you. It's really trying to protect you from getting hurt. So your sweet body is like, no, no, we're not doing this again because this hurt us so bad last time. It's trying to protect you. We, we don't like sometimes the way it goes about it. And so my encouragement would be, Notice that you only gave yourself two options, doll. It was either I'm fully into this deep relationship where we're like fully head first in, or I'm, I'm completely out and now I'm single. Notice that all in or all out, like all or nothing. And I'm wondering what it would look like in those kind of relationships to come in and say, it's only been two months. I love hearing all those words. I love seeing it, and I just know I'm very interested, I'm here, I'm present in this, but I need to guard my heart and take it a little slower. And that's what wading through that shallow end into the deep end is. With that middle ground right there, that middle spot right there of wading in, right? And we need that middle place because that's what builds trust so that when they say, I adore you, you're like, fuck yeah, you adore me. I know you do. I've seen it with your words. I've seen it with your actions. I know you adore me too, right? And we, we allow our body to sit there, but right now your body won't allow you to sit in it. And sometimes we need somebody to tell us these things like over and over and over again, you know? Yeah. But I was just going to say like, I know this sounds like a dumb idea and a lot of people are not going to believe me, but I'm telling you, you know, I'm sitting in my apartment with the love of my life. I'm telling you what you need to do is write down exactly what you want, whether it's like the perfect job or the perfect apartment or the perfect relationship. I really do believe that if you constantly write it down every couple months, Mm -hmm. exactly the type of personality that you find yourself attracted to, or exactly the type of person that you see yourself with, you know, like whatever, however ridiculous it may sound, just write it down because I'm telling you that shit works. Like, what do you, what do you, what do you feel like it gave you, Andrew? And doing that. I feel like it's a form of manifesting. Like, I really, I'm not a real religious person. Like, I think that we are all the own creators of our reality and that, like, we can actually get what we want. Um, And the systems that we have in place are telling us that we need to find that externally, you know. But I really think the answers are within ourselves. So I think writing is such a form of manifesting. um, And words are such a form of manifesting. Like, words are magical like you know that from when you have an interaction with somebody and their words make you feel a certain way it's the same thing with with having that conversation with yourself yeah you know so like we often manifest and maybe that's a better word than to say self-sabotage is like sometimes you manifest a bad relationship or sometimes you know if you're constantly thinking um you know or worried about uh you know i'm worried that this person is going to leave or i'm worried that this person is going to reject me Oftentimes, I think that winds up happening because we wind up manifesting it for ourselves, you know, because it's kind of like what you're putting out there. Um, And I think once you start putting out energy of like meeting the energy where it's at, kind of like what you were saying, like knowing that you you want somebody who's going to tell you that you're amazing and you're also going to feel it, you know, at the same time. So it's like you have to have both... um, in your hand to say like, I'm ready for a relationship and, um, you know, I'm open to it or, you know, like I I want this thing, I want this partner or I want this job. And I'm also believing in myself that I, or as if I already have it, you know, like that is how I sort of look at manifesting. Like 
envisioning that you already have it. It's not a matter of like, will I get it? If I don't get it, like, will I be upset? Like, you know, you have to go through life, I think, meeting the energy where it's at and, and sort of, I don't know, it sounds too convoluted to say, but I think that's what we, that's what a lot of young people are sort of missing is the belief that they, that they can actually get what they want. I actually love. I'm. I'm so glad we're talking about this. And I. I. You brought up. I. I love you bringing your perspective, which is why I think you and I work so well together. Because even I would say I have a very. I would have a very different opinion. But you. You've heard me on my videos say I. I love that. We have to be able to have different opinions, and we have to be able to listen to different people's opinions. Which is why I said, wait, tell me more. Why do you? Why do you want to write it down? Why is it that that sense? And even bringing in this word manifest, which I hear a lot. I would say that's definitely something I see a lot of TikTok videos on. I get asked a lot, do you believe in manifesting? Do you believe that that works? And we have to know that there's going to be spaces. I want someone to have a different opinion than me. This life would be way too dull if we all had the same opinion. I want to be able, and that's how we sharpen. Iron sharpens iron. We want to be able to sharpen sharpen by different opinions, not by all having the same opinion. So I, I love that. I would say I tend to be more spiritual. So I definitely tend to take more of this, a spiritual that says, perspective that says, okay, I'm going to step forward. Lord, make it impossible if it's not where you want me to head. You know, very much of this idea of collaborating with the you know, uh, with, a, with a spiritual being. And that, that's very much where I, where I come from. Um, but I do believe there is something. And I would say what you may characterize as manifestation, I characterize as hope. Because hope isn't actually about actually if it gives you. Hope isn't about if it, what it, if it actually comes to be. Hope is about what it gives you in this moment. And if you are writing down what your desires are and you are believing that for yourself, that puts you in a much better place. And by the way, if you're in a much better place, you're positive, you're hopeful, you have a much better chance of finding a partner than if you don't have hope. You think all men suck or all women suck. You're going to have a much harder time. You know, I, I kind of chuckle at all the videos that are like, I hate men. Well, I'm not sure how that's going to work out for you then if you're, if you're dating men. Like, right, where, right. where are we going with that one, you know? So if you believe it for yourself, you know, you may call it manifesting. I will call it be, being hope. Hope is that it will not always look the way it does today. Hope is that, hold on, it's coming. It's not always going to be be the way it is in front of you or in this present moment. And that's why I always say right. in a lot of my videos, borrow my hope. We need, if you can't hear it for yourself, you call a friend and you say, tell me, I need to hear how amazing I am. Tell me that you think I will find a partner for myself. If you need to hear it from outside of you as well as internally, or you're having a hard time accessing your hope, you borrow hope from people around you. Um, but I, I do believe we're, I do believe we're onto something though, in that how you sit in this moment is so incredibly, incredibly key. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, okay, are we on? Are we on with our next? I'm gonna use my bathing suit to fan myself because yeah, it's hot in here. Yeah, good. <laughs> if you can't see the visual on this, there'll be like, what are they? What is she doing? <laughs> All right, go ahead. Hi, Lisa and Andrew. Um, so I just got out of a six-year-long relationship about four months ago, and. That happened because I started watching with my eyes and I didn't like what I was seeing. Um, my ex was not able to be there for me emotionally throughout most, if not all, of the six years. And yeah, it just didn't sit well with me, so I broke it off. Now, four months after, I'm still not looking to date specifically, but I just don't know how to interact with guys anymore. <laughs> um I wasn't really allowed to have guy friends throughout the relationship. So now I just don't know how to act around guys. 
Um, I would, of course, want to start off by being friends with guys first, but it's hard for me uh, to set boundaries with guys and to let them know, hey, I just want to be platonic friends and for guys to respond in a kind and respectful way. Most guys will get offended and drop you completely as a friend. So I was wondering how I could approach that. Um, I love your work. Thank you so much for doing all of this. Bye. So sweet. I love it. Six years. Wow. Six years. That's a long, oh, that's a long time. And she said, watch with your eyes. I was like, yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's what I say. I always, I was like, oh, like I had to hold a little, yeah, that's what I say. But it's true. It, it's one of those you, you watch. Sometimes we try, we convince things of ourselves in our brain and we don't really actually look at what's um, in front of us. But, you know, she brings up a good question. And Doll, I just, I love your question. So thank you for sending it to, to Andrew and I. You know, you, you, I want to I tap into something that, that isn't often talked about, but is really, really important. And that is the sense where she says, I don't know how to interact with guys. And this goes across the board. If it's something that you're, you're like, I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to talk with guys, or I don't know how to interact with guys, or I don't, I, I can't, I don't get, I'm not comfortable. I can't go to a bar by myself, or I can't go to a restaurant by myself, right? If it's something that we feel like, I don't know how to do that, or like your body's like, no, we don't do that right? Or it, it's when we get uncomfortable. And growing is increased. The definition of growing is increasing our ability to tolerate being uncomfortable. And how do you actually work on something that you feel like you can't do, or it's extremely uncomfortable? My guess is she could do it. It's just extremely uncomfortable. Like, I, I don't know how to act with them. And what you do is you actually, you step forward in the uncomfortable, right? And and to for that reason, I actually think dating apps are a fantastic place to practice. If you are intentional, I'd love to get your feedback on this one, Andrew, but if you are intentional and communicate what you're on a dating app for, I don't have a problem with it. So if you say, look, I'm really just looking for a friendship right now, or look, I'm just new to dating, and I just, I'm looking to connect with a few people or make a few friends. If you are, if you communicate about your intention, then you can use a dating app for a lot of things right? It doesn't have to be you're only on a dating app for a long-term serious relationship. And I know people have different opinions on this, but I think that's a great place for you to practice. So I would say look for some connections on a dating app where you're just like, hey, just looking to, just looking for an enjoyable evening. Doesn't mean I want to hook up, but I'm looking for an enjoyable evening. And then practice um, because you almost need to step out in your uncomfortable and what happens? You do that and you're crazy uncomfortable. You feel like you're going to throw up. And you may even say to them, I'm not, I'm really new to this or I'm really unsure what to say. And that's the other part. I would lead with, I would lead with whatever's going on in your body. And that is to say, you know, this is new to me or, you know, this is kind of uncomfortable for me to do. By identifying what's going on in your body, it actually brings down it brings down the body sensation that you're having. So even if you met somebody for for a drink or dinner and you were like, I have to tell you, this feels so incredibly awkward for me. By speaking out what you're feeling, it actually diffuses the feeling itself. But I would look for a space to practice. If you think you can figure this one all out in your head, read all your dating books, get all the information, watch all my TikTok videos, and then go in and do it perfectly or do it without that feeling of uncomfortable, all that doesn't exist. So I really think we need to, and I'm, the reason I really want to stress this one too, is we tend to do this. We stand outside of dating 
read a shit ton of books, watch a shit ton of videos, and then think we're gonna come in and we're not, our body's not gonna feel nervous, and instead you can't figure out why your body is like freaking the fuck out, because you have to practice. So what do you do when you're practicing? You look for low-hanging fruit. No, I'm not saying the person's low-hanging fruit. I'm not putting a value on people. You know, I think value comes with the fact that we exist, not high value or low value person. I think that's a bunch of bullshit and I wish they'd get rid of that language. But practice. Low hanging as far as like, okay, this is maybe somebody that I may not be really interested in for a long-term relationship, but I say to them, hey, I'm just looking for a nice evening. I'm just looking for a friend. And it gives you a practice zone. You need a practice zone. You need a practice zone to get back out there. And that would be my encouragement. But, but ma'am, that's not easy coming off of a six-year relationship. Yeah, and I think, you know, Lisa, the thing that we never really talk about is sex. And I think that is why, that is my problem with dating apps, because you have a lot of people who are there to find love, like a lot of our, a lot of our callers. And then you have a lot of people, mostly, you know, the boys, not to generalize, but we know, all know that's true, who are looking to just have sex. And I think that's where... I mean, and a lot of people are also distrustful. So even though the people are saying, oh, yeah, I'm looking for a long-term relationship, but we know what they really want. You know, it's like, I think that's a really, um, you know, complex element of this whole thing of a lot of our callers that we don't really discuss enough. And especially those that are just coming out of long-term relationships, like you may be trying to get out there, but you may want to like, sample the product or like you were saying, kind of like, you know, look around. I can't imagine coming out of a six year relationship and thinking, okay, I'm ready to do that again. Yeah. You know, like yeah. you would want to go back out there and kind of like have fun and, and kind of just explore and, and, um, see what's out there. So I think that's something that we should really talk about more. Yeah. You know, I was just, I was looking for the name of it. Um, I'll have to get the name of it and we'll fill it in here, but I was looking for, um, uh, an email. I just did, I just was an, on another podcast and interviewed with another, another gal who was just a doll. I'm going to find her name. And, um, she was, we were talking about this, the same thing because there's a big tent on trend on TikTok with somebody named West Elm Caleb. I oh somehow God, yes. got on that side of TikTok. I don't know how, and I couldn't get off. <laughs> um, and then I kept getting tagged in videos. Um, and she was simply, it was, it, it, the scenario was this guy who seemed to be doing that, saying he wanted a relationship with a lot of different girls, um, only to kind of sleep with them and drop them and go on to the next and kind of roll that over and over again. And, you know, and he was pretty, I mean, he was, I believe, fairly butchered. Um, not that, I mean, that's an understatement. And uh, people right. are going to have different opinions. Yes, there's people on there wanting different things. And you're right. And now, I mean, this now we're tying caller number one with caller number two here, which is that there's that like watching with your eyes and slow playing it. That's because right. time is what's going to make your body safe. Time's also what's going to have you flush out those that are just trying to hook up, even if they're saying they want a relationship. Ultimately, if somebody really wants a hookup and they want it, they want it, and they even if they're coming on saying they want a relationship, which is I think what we've now coined situationships, if you watch with your eyes, they will move on pretty quickly. It, it, one to three month cycle. I don't put time limits on a lot of things, but I have seen this one enough to say it's a one one to three month cycle. They will move on to the next. So if you slow play it, you will flush a lot of those out. But I'm a big believer in that you won't be so hurt or offended by who's out there trying to date you, the more we cultivate a strong inner core that learns how to set boundaries. If your fence is strong, you don't care what's outside your fence. 
I don't give a fuck what's outside my fence. If it's a good guy, not a good guy, good girl, not a good girl, a fucking llama, I don't care what's out there as long as my fence is strong. And how do you do that? It's with time, learning how to communicate, watch with your eyes, and that, that comes with time. It's not easy. But that's the journey we're all on here. Absolutely. Are you ready for the next question? I am. We got time for one more? I think we do. Bring it. Okay. Hi, my name is Zoe. Um, I love your TikToks. And I'm calling in with a question about having a go-to person, like someone you can call when you just need anything. Because I've never had that in my 20 years of life. Like, I'm just kind of fixing my relationship with my parents now and my mom has kind of become that for me but now I don't live at home so it's not really the same and so I'm just kind of torn between powering through everything on my own and reaching out to people because I don't really trust that the people in my life will be there for me even if I do reach out and so it's just really lonely and isolating. So I don't really know what to do right now. Oh, that's a hard one. Andrew, I'm really glad you picked this one. Why is that? I'm... I, I'm more emotional now with my dad passing, so I feel like I'm always on, like, the tears are right under uh, underneath. Um... Because I think um, if you've ever been lonely, that's just a hard one. You know, we don't get to choose where we're born or what we're birthed into or where we, where we sprout um, as far as when it comes to family. Um, Mother Teresa says it. She says, you know, one, you know, the greatest disease of our time isn't like leprosy or t tuberculosis, but it's loneliness. Um, and anyone who's ever been lonely, and I've, I, I definitely have had seasons in my life where I understood that. And... Um, that just hits, it hits deep. We, I mean, I feel like we were, we were meant to, we are wired to be tribal. We were, we are wired to connect. Um, probably, you know, those of you know, who know a little bit of my history, you know, I've done some work in, with agencies in India and Africa, and I love my trips to Africa, and I'm always so in awe of their culture and how relational it is, and I think we miss out because we don't have a relational culture. And we need that. We need to have people holding us up and helping raise our kids and helping raise us at any age. Um, so I think I get this. I get this one. I'm curious what what made this one stand out for you. I think because it is such a common problem. I think especially now with the pandemic, um, and for especially twenty somethings who are single, who are living on their own. Um, who are, who are living with roommates, you know, um, who are going to school away from their families. Like, I think the other thing I will say is that because we are so connected digitally and we have been for quite some time, specifically talking about my generation of, of 20 somethings, um, I think that has, even before the pandemic, made it, and this is, you know, something I noticed in myself, made it very hard for us to be alone because we didn't know how to be alone because we were always actually with somebody, you know? So, it, you know, in that we could just 
touch our phones and, and be with somebody. So I think my generation is actually really bad at being alone or, or, you know, having alone time. And that was a real reckoning for me when I first got to college. Cause I was like being alone felt like hours long. And I'm definitely someone who could relate to this because I need to have like 10 to 20 people that I can call up at a moment's notice, especially during the pandemic. I found myself really like reaching out to a lot of friends and making sure that I had people to talk to at all times until it became kind of like, well, am I spending enough time alone? You know? And I feel like when I actually feel the most lonely, um, that for me is a sign that I actually need to spend more time with myself because I'm not getting enough because I'm, I'm trying to distract myself, you know? Yeah. And you know what? I'm going to think, you know, because I've got a few decades on you, buddy. And, um, <laughs> you know, I think one of the things I appreciate about growing up in an era without all of this, without any yeah. of this, is that that we were used to being boredom meant. We started creating, you know, imaginary, you know, we'd take our blocks and make imaginary towns. Or I was, I want yeah. you to know, I am kick ass when it comes to climbing trees. Like I can, I can, I still do it to this day at 47. I still will climb trees. Like you, why? Because we, I mean, we'd scale walls. And I remember just spending hours in my backyard and climbing trees being and outside, being yeah. outside with, you know, we grew up in the same neighborhood. So we ran as a pack with our little Schwinn bikes and our little bells, you know, like, I mean, yeah, yeah. but, but there's something to that. One, it gets you around people in person or you're used to when boredom kicks in, imagination kicks in too. And so mm-hmm. we would create these places in our mind. And if we have, and I'm, I'm not criticizing all, all internet. I'm not that old, but, but we, we, we get this, like, it's like this mediocre second that gets us people, but not people in person distraction. Right. So you're, there's not boredom and there's not connecting with people physically in person. It's this middle road that I think ends up leaving us a little dull and often very lonely. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but I would say to this caller, like, try and find out ways that you can do group activities. Like we've mentioned before, like, you know, like you've said, if you like skiing, do a skiing class, or if you like, you know, doing those painted wine nights, like anything that you can to get yourself out of the house in your local area and and meet people. Yes. And I would also, I would add, I just was talking about this with a client this morning. This plays in so nicely. We were talking about the same thing. If you make all those activities contingent on having a friend meet you there. So let's say you're going to a roller rink and a friend's meeting you there and they cancel and therefore you don't go. I want to shift that, which is I'm going to the, the, I'm going to the roller rink. There's that cake again. You know, I love my cupcake analogy. I'm going to the roller rink. If it happens for this person to jump in and it works for them to, to meet me there. Great. That's the icing on the cake. And that makes it even more yummy. But even if the icing isn't there, I'm still going to go on with life so that hanging right. out with somebody isn't, if the, if they cancel, it's not losing out just on the social connection. It's also losing out on life. So I want to be like, hey, I'm going for a hike. If you're in California, not in New York. If you're going, if you're going for a hike, being like, <laughs> I'm going for a hike. If you can jump in and join me, great. If not, I'm still going to go. So I'm not putting life on hold. And I would also add to this doll, like that we need, we need bonus moms. We need bonus dads. We need to graft in. If you were to imagine a tree, if you've ever, not like I'm big on agriculture, but there's, they, they will often graft branches in that weren't there to begin with. They will graft in different trees. That's how they end up with, with, um, 
with a, a, a mixture and a new fruit is by grafting two trees together. And I would say, okay, we, we don't get to choose who our mom is or choose who our dad is, but we can choose to look for where are some other areas that I can graft in bonus moms, bonus dads, bonus aunties, things like that, be, that we have control over. And where do you kind of meet those people? Just what you were saying, where do I have commonalities? You know, I know not everybody's spiritual, but I'm always encouraging, check out a temple, check out a church for the sake that they tend to be more community-based, right? Or check check out a volunteer center, something where it gives you something in common, but also something that is more communal-based um, because we, we do need that at any age. I think one of the myths we forget, I don't care if you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, we're still like a little kid inside. We still need to feel like somebody's got an eye on us. Somebody's checking in on us to make sure we're taking care of ourselves. Even as a grown-ass woman, I have to tell you how nice that is. How nice. You know, I had somebody just, someone very dear to me today say, when's the last time you got a brain scan? And those of you, I think I've already shared this on, on the podcast, but I was diagnosed with a brain tumor six years ago and I had radiation. It's still there. Had radiation, but it stopped it from growing. And, you know, and it, I, I was like, I was shocked that somebody was like tuning into me and I have to tell you and being like, when's the last time you got that checked? And it, it just brought this like warm feeling in that I felt so seen and someone was tending to me even though I am grown. And I think sometimes we, we forgot at any age, we still want somebody tending to us and that's okay. Exactly. You know? Well, before we sign off, mm. uh, we did have an announcement for next week. We did. Did you want to? No, do you want me to? You okay. do it. I love hearing it when you give them, Andrew. All right. So for next week, we're going to be doing a sprouting uh, segment on our podcast, which is going to feature all questions. Well, we don't have exact details up yet, but if you can send us your questions about new relationships, which is already so many of the questions that we've been getting, but just label those, you know, sprouting questions and you can send them in a voice memo, 60 seconds or less to so my mom's a therapist podcast at gmail.com. Mm -hmm. We also want to say that we want to incorporate a jingle for this segment. Mm -hmm. So something that we could play, you know, before we get into the questions specific on sprouting. And this is going to be something that we are going to decide to do if we want to do it weekly or, or bi-weekly or whatever, but we want those who are musically inclined to listen to our podcast to send us jingles about, you know, sprouting relationships, about new relationships that we can use, um, you know, for this segment every time. And we'll play it every time we get into those questions. But so, you're wanna... wanting, so you're wanting a jingle that's specific to this series called Sprouting, which, by the way, this idea sprouted during our last podcast <laughs> discussion. Yeah. So I love yeah, that yeah, we're yeah. going to build it even more. I, I, I'm actually very excited about this. I think we talked about even st starting just with no questions and then you guys sending your questions and questions that yeah. came out of out of what we're talking about. How, how do you get a relationship to sprout? Everybody talks about a relationship, but they talk about it like ordering a burger, not something that needs to grow. And we're going to talk about how to grow, how to grow a relationship. How do you go from a date or dating apps to a relationship? And we forget that middle yeah. part. And that's what we need to be talking about. 
And I think it would be perfect for those who are listening who maybe are in a relationship or who have been in long-term relationships and to send us your stories of what Mm. that was like at the beginning. If there was a, if there was a, you know, issue that you had in the beginning of your relationship, if there was something that you overcame or something, you know, unrelated to this podcast, but maybe just your own personal story of your own spreading relationship, even if it was years ago, something that could be, um, you know, sort of shared with people that, that others can listen to. Um, it would be great to hear people's stories in that regard. Yes, I absolutely, I love it. I absolutely love it. Just as we're wrapping up too, don't forget, go on to Instagram, mention us in your story, tag us in your story, go on, check out Monday Swimwear, follow them, and then we're going to be doing at the end of February, I'll do a giveaway for one piece on Monday Swimwear. Again, no, I'm not getting any kind of compensation for doing this, but I just think we need we need to support each other even when we're getting nothing. I think we've lost the art of doing that. And so I want to bring that back. So we're going to be doing that as well. Awesome. Well, Lisa, I'll see you next week for episode number 10. Sounds good, friend. All All right, right, see see you soon. soon. Bye.